Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 21. It's Monday, July 6th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman. We're here to talk a little hoops. Introduce the rest of the crew. Laddie, the host of Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the Morning on Q107.5, is with us. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Laddie. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. Good, good. Uh, also, we have Bo Brady with us. How's it going? What up, man? <laughs> Not much. Good to have you guys on. Let's have a little Glad fun here. Glad to be here. Thank you to all our listeners for joining in. Appreciate y'all. You can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. And we're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. Um, you can also call us at 901-365-75 anytime. What's up, guys? Hang on. What's up? <laughs> Everybody have a good 4th of July? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I didn't do anything, but... Yeah, didn't do much. It was pretty mellow. I guess that's good. A little uh, Saturday, July 4th. That's good. It's fun. I played golf. Yay. Played golf. Play? Played golf and then went to a... Uh, Laddie, I invited you. Uh, I know. We played at Galloway. That's a... Nice. That was sweet. It's just a little city course here in Memphis. Was it nice? Was it good? Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just me and Evan. There's supposed to be some more people, but nobody, uh, everybody flaked out. Laddie couldn't go. It's all good. Bo, did you guys barbecue or anything? Kate was working the fourth. We had some, we hung out with the neighbors outside on the third. And, uh, then her, Kate's parents came over on the fourth and we barbecued with them, with the kids and me and the in laws. It's good stuff. A little, family. yeah, we just went to, mm-hmm. Me and my girlfriend just uh, kind of hung out at her house. We, we grilled out over there. Just kind of took it easy. We usually are just kind of always on the go kind of people and stuff, you know. So we just really absolutely did nothing. <laughs> we finished during we, – we ate dinner at like, well, normal people at 7 o'clock, and we were done by like 7.30, and then we just kind of relaxed. Yeah. What else do you need? We were just really excited about Kanye West and announcing he's running for president, so we decided to like start listening to all of his old albums and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, are you get gonna, in the mode. Get ready. Are you gonna vote for Kanye? You don't have to probably. Tell me. You know that's probably. A, you know that's a wasted vote, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figure you can't if you say you know you can't. No one's gonna get mad at you for voting for that guy. 
Well, actually, everyone's going to get mad at you for voting for that guy. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lose lose. <laughs> I don't right. Know. There's a there's a lot of different ways to look at that situation as far as it <laughs> taking votes away from a could be winner on a Republican or Democratic side. Look, you can you can say what you want, but Biden and Trump they didn't make the college dropout album, but Kanye West did. So yeah, he's I don't not, know. He's got a good platform. He ain't gonna win. All it's gonna do is take <laughs> all it's gonna do is take voters away from probably young. Or, you know, young and black votes away from Biden is what I would guess. This might put Trump back in the uh, winning debate. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's a tricky situation. I kind of feel like maybe Kanye and Donald are on the same page with this one. And we'll see. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a ploy to take young and African-American votes away from Biden. I'm willing to believe that. I think part of me wants to think that Joe Rogan's on Trump's payroll too. He might be. <laughs> with the shit he's been saying and behave, how he's been behaving. I haven't heard. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I, don't, I mean, obviously we don't really get into that kind of stuff, but I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of like, you know, but it, it's just kind of like, you really don't have a great person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's not, there's not a standout candidate, you know? So it's kind of like, uh, what's going what's gonna to happen? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is sad. That these are the people that we're left with out of 350 million people in this country. This is what blink. it comes. This is what it comes down to. All right. Yeah, it's pretty. A TV show guy, some yeah. old man who's about to go to sleep, and a and a rapper. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I think I personally think it's time to just get rid of the presidency altogether. I think it's outdated. I'd rather see a committee. I agree with you. I'd rather see a committee of like doctors and scientists go to vote on things, maybe a couple politicians in there, but everything's so corrupt. I watched that new uh, John Stewart movie over the week. What the hell is it was called? It good? Yeah, it was really good. It was about this uh, small town. What the hell is it called? Irresistible. That is a good one. It's about this town that sets up, well, I don't want to give it away. It's about a town that uses the political race to better their situation i don't want to give too much away but it's a yeah it's a really good movie and it's very insightful and well thought out i enjoyed it thoroughly yeah i disagree with you 100 percent, jeff what? i don't think you need a committee i don't i don't think you need a committee of people okay. i think i need to be king <laughs> it's it's I, it's good to be king if just for a while i'll be there in velvet and then i'll give them a smile it's good to get high and never come down. It's good to be king of your own little town. And that's through my friend, Tom Petty. He told me that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The laddie for king. So <laughs> vote for me for king. How does that work? <laughs> uh, yep. Well, we talked about that on the radio today. We, we, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's Kanye West. And I was like, just imagine, though, being born in – now, granted, the prime minister runs everything over there. But, like, just imagine being born in, like, a country to where it's like, all right, well – if you're literally born in that family, you have an option to be king. You know what I'm saying? You have an, you have an opportunity some way down the road. I don't think they really do anything anymore, though. They have, like, the parliament. No, they don't do shit. Shit. It's... Yeah, they, no, they don't do shit. Yeah. I don't really They just know. marry Americans and leave. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about it. It's not a big um, political guy, really, by any means. You don't keep up with the, the English 
political system? No, I really don't. You sure? I'm just no, they to, just leave it. Now they just, was it? I'm just trying to get through like my day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> Survive. Well, all they try to do is just leave the castle now and go sit courtside at the Lakers. That's all they want to do now. So, you know. Yeah. I don't blame them. Sounds right. That was a good movie, though. What were we talking about? July 4th or something? Something like that. I got my COVID test back. I already let you guys know. Uh came back negative. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. That was a relief. Actually, what nobody, nobody at our job got it. It wasn't spread at all to anybody in our job, so that was good. So the masking Sweet. works. Yeah, I think the mask work. Brian, you guys know Brian. He said something funny earlier today. He said something about a family member of his said, she goes, well, the mask don't work because you can contract it through your eyes. <laughs> he was like, I think he said to her, like, well, how do you think you get it through your eyes? Maybe through somebody else's breath? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you could get it in your eye. I, I think it's possible, but I don't think that's it's the main source of right. the main well, entry point, I guess. Well, if the other person has a mask has on, a then mask it doesn't... On fucking matter <laughs> exactly yeah. it's pretty that's funny, funny. Yeah. the whole point yeah yeah it's pretty pretty funny all right let's see yeah i spent let's see i, I had friday off and saturday off so the third and the fourth and uh i had a massive ikea delivery sent on thursday i spent all day friday putting it together it took 14 hours oh my gosh <laughs> what did you buy Two giant dressers. They're almost they almost go up to the ceiling. They're huge. Why? All these drawers. Man, I got like hats and clothes. And now I can get it all out of the closet and just in these drawers and I can put like junk in the closets. Really it's to get things out of like my living room and things like that. I can just store things away and have an idea of like a being a minimalist because there's not like clutter all over the place that's really what it comes down to just like putting shit out of sight i don't know it's it's a good it's a good experiment because now i have now i'm forced to like look at the things that i have and decide what i can get rid of what i can live without i don't know i'm not a hoarder by any means but i got i got 37 years worth of shit ton of clothes clothes that i don't want to get rid of because a lot of it's like almost like memorabilia clothes you know yep you're a hoarder no it's like (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) i don't think so memorabilia like what kind of stuff dude i probably have like 200 t-shirts right okay maybe 15 pairs of jeans tons of socks and underwear so i don't have to do laundry but like once a month Oh no! <laughs> this is probably too much uh, personal information. The point is, I spent all day Thursday or Friday putting furniture together, and then Saturday went and played golf, and then uh, went back to work and worked like twelve hours on Sunday, and then here we are Monday. It's been a hell of a weekend. Let's get into some NBA stuff. Yeah. Did you guys see those pictures of Zion? I did not. Let's. I'm looking now. He is ripped. He looks like 
He's been doing nothing but working out with trainers this whole time. That's what it looks like. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, be he's fun. A big dude. He's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, he was already big, but he had like some I don't I don't know, baby fat is a good way to explain it, I guess. He just wasn't as toned yeah. and ripped as he he looks insane right now. It says Pelican's rookie Zion said he's in good shape and they've got pictures to prove it. He looks he looks pretty big. Wow, he's big dude. He's still no rookie of the year, yo. He got the cover of uh, 2K. I guess they have three covers, so they did. Did you see Jaw? Jaw Morant. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real one, but somebody made one, and it was looks badass. Oh yeah, no, it's not real. That so they did three covers for 2K, and uh, that one went to Zion, one went to Dame Lillard, and the other one went to Kobe. There's a little bit of controversy with Zion getting the cover. So he's not even rookie of the year, most likely. Yeah. But he was the number one draft pick. That's He's what hyped. That missed, missed half the season, you know. It's always good. Yeah. I think it's a big deal for these guys to make that cover. Like, I'm sure Damian Lillard, he was. they already had commercials made and everything. I think there's some money involved, too. You get that cover, and you get cash. Pretty sure. <laughs> so it's a little bit of uh, getting paid, and it's like a notoriety. It's like you finally made it to that level kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, shit, he's on the cover. Dude, I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's the New Orleans Pelicans, dude. And it's They got a good squad, man. Uh-huh. They're good. Yeah. I just don't know about their coaching. If that works out, maybe it does. It's going to be fun to watch. I think it's weak, though. They're giving him the cover of that game, though. Well, it's just yeah, that's, he's, the hype, he's the hype man. They're going to give it to the hype man. That's the debate that's going on is who should have got it. A lot of people think John Morant. But, yeah, John Morant probably had the best rookie year. He's definitely had a better year than R.J. Barrett. But Zion was the number one draft pick is what I would say to all the people arguing about that is, is man the number one draft pick that carries weight believe it or not yeah and i get it but zion might be the best rookie in the history of the nba not to get rookie of the year his first year <laughs> i don't know zion has played 19 games uh-huh. not, he hadn't even played 20 games yet and we're and this, they're telling him to, it's bullshit i'm sorry <laughs> i think you have to have a minimum of at least 40 games mm-hmm at least half the season to be like, all right, well, guess what? No, we're just going to let you play two games. We'll give you this because you're the number one draft pick. I mean, he's going to be out of the league in three years anyway, but fuck him. Well, Bo's right. It's all about hype. And Zion carries more hype than John Morant as far as those two go, I think. I think he does too. Oh, Zion's just a name. Jaws. Jaws kind of a name, but he's not like Zion. Jaw didn't go to yeah. Duke. I- Jaw wasn't the overwhelming number one draft pick decision coming into the draft. It was always going to be Zion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just biased because I like John Morant way better. Yes, you're definitely being biased, and that's and that's I know that's a good it's a good debate. It's a good conversation. But I've, I've a, we have a reason to be biased. John Morant played how many games compared to this clown? I scored. I played 19 games. Played them all, I think. 50-something. Yeah, he, I think he played every game somewhere. And then I was like, well, but I could say that about anybody. Like, I like good players that come out 
and if there's good hype around him, there's good hype around him. But like, dude, you haven't even played half the season yet, and you're like, they're crowning you as the greatest player to ever play the game. I, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm not into that. Now, granted, he's averaged 23 points a game. Mm-hmm. I give him that shit. I give him that, but but he hasn't had the best collective season. You got to play. You got to be able to play. And and I know injuries. It's not his fault. He got hurt. But he might have been able to come back earlier. I don't know. It's a weird situation. I feel like they held him out for right. a really long time. They did. Part of that might be because the Pelicans were actually playing really well without him. So what was the difference? Whether he came you back. You've got to be kidding me. He's shooting 30, 40, 46% from three points. Who's that? Zion. I guess he is the greatest ball player ever. Oh, he's shooting, but it's at a low volume. A small, no, he's my favorite now. Small, he's my favorite. He's the best player. To, he's better than Jordan. Yeah, he's he's better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, uh, it is pretty ridiculous though. In 19 games, he shot like 50, uh, almost 59 percent on 23 and a half points a game. That's pretty crazy. His field goal percentage was 60 percent. <laughs> hey, and t- today's his birthday. He's 20 today. Hey, you know, oh. happy birthday. Have a po boy hey, on yeah. us. <laughs> I just think that if you're going to give an award like that, or like, I mean, that's a big thing. I, I I don't think you give it to the guy who's played. I mean, granted, he's going to play out the rest of these eight games. I give him that, okay? But this has 27 games on the season. But you don't even play a fourth. Of, well, he's he's, a, he's basically a fourth of the season, and you think he's the best? I, I don't know. I just don't think you do that. Now, I think wh- you look for that longevity. Which award are we talking about? The award of being on the cover rookie, or rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Rookie okay. of the year. Rookie yeah, I don't year. think you'll get it. I think I think uh, John Morant will get it. I think you should get it. Yeah, I think you got to find that longevity there, man. Before you just start being like, "Oh, we'll just give it to the guy," you know. Yeah. Let's move on to something else. Some new NBA testing, COVID nineteen testing, came out. An additional nine players have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, they did another round of testing last week. That makes it twenty five of three hundred fifty one players have tested positive since June 23rd. What's that percentage-wise? It's pretty small. You're right. It's like a 16th. Dude, the Milwaukee Bucks had to close their facility yes. because of the late round of testings. Right. The well, Bucks did, and I think the Kings just had to. Yeah. Here's my prediction. Well, the 10... And I, I hate to say this, but I don't think they're going to have... I don't think they're going to finish the season. Brandon Ingram just went on the record saying that like right before we came on, he didn't. I'm kind of leaning finish. that way too. The, the, way, the way everything's trending, um, I mean, the, they call it a bubble, but it's not going to be perfect. I mean, it's going to be as good yeah. as they can get it. But the way Florida's trending, holy shit! They tested. Yeah, they're not going to finish this. Either. They tested 884 staff members, and only 10 tested positive over a week's time. Well, I guess what happened was uh, some people in these entourages came up positive these groups like all the people that the players are bringing with a bunch of people tested positive and so a bunch of facilities started closing down the bucks the knicks the heat nets clippers nuggets all shut down facilities after like around friday or over last week uh training camps had just begun those six teams all shut down their training camps and they're just this week starting today or tomorrow all this week teams will be traveling down to Orlando. 
some of those are bigger cities like Miami, Brooklyn, LA, Denver. I think that comes into play a little bit. Is why they were, as far as why they were having positive test results. The Nets were. That's part of why DeAndre Jordan opted out. He just said he's not going to do it at all. It was because uh, he had to go back to Brooklyn because they made all of the teams go back to their uh, market cities. And when he went back to Brooklyn, he caught coronavirus. And he was like, dude, if I could have just not gone back to Brooklyn, I probably would have been fine. And I think the NBA kind of fucked up there, making everybody go back to their market cities. And if that's... They can't afford to have slip-ups like that if this is going to work. And I think that's kind of why DeAndre went ahead and opted out. He's like, you know what? Like, fuck it. That's what I think. They didn't have a shot. They don't have a shot without Kyrie and Kevin Durant. The Nets were always about next year. It was never about this year. If they just stick to that, you know. Yeah, they can't afford to be making mistakes like that. As this gets closer and closer, today is... The 6th, and they're supposed to start on the 30th. So it's basically about, like, what, three weeks, more or less? Yeah, yeah, three weeks. Uh, you know, I, ugh, I mean, I, don't, I, I want them to play basketball so bad. I want them to finish out the season so bad. Mm-hmm. I got a question for both of y'all. Do you think at any time from J- July 31st to the end of this supposed NBA season, do you think one person is going to, inside the bubble, get the coronavirus? I think, yeah, I think it's inevitable. I think it could and I happen. Think they're gonna shut down, and I think they're going to shut down the whole thing. No, it's not. They have a That's plan. It. They have a plan in place for that. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. But I'm- Hopefully they can, they can keep testing. I listened to this podcast, uh, Howard Howard Beck's podcast, the Full Forty Eight. He had this guy, this uh, epidemiologist, and some biologist guy on. Uh, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but one of them said, "Is the NBA going to be if Florida is like the cases are continuing to rise, and if they continue to rise, and the testing capacity in Florida is totally overwhelmed, and people are waiting in like ten hour lines to get a test?" Is the NBA going to have the moral? Are they going to morally be able to sit back and like test all their players for their financial gains while everybody else is like not? They don't have enough testing out there. Mm-hmm. So, point. if it gets bad enough outside the bubble where resources are totally just, it's just a, a, a mess. Then how can the NBA carry on? That, that's what they were. Well, that was one of the big takeaways from that podcast that I got. That was one of the initial problems was the moral dilemma i mean we talked about it on this podcast when they when we first started talking about coming back is it okay for them to use all this testing when there's other people out there that need tests and they're i mean they're blowing through these tests how often like every day because that that, i mean they're going to give a certain amount of testing out to the community but that's going to be at some point if if systems are overwhelmed then that you know a hundred tests a day are like it's like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know, man. You know, they said the surge was gonna happen, the the was gonna happen in like April. Yeah, that didn't happen until after the the week or two weeks after Memorial Day. We just did Fourth of July. 
Do you know how many people I saw on Snapchat and on Instagram out partying at different parts of the country? They're on boats with friends. They're hanging out in groups of people and doing all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What if one of those people, one of them in two weeks, in two weeks decides like, well, my friend's in the NBA and he got me a ticket. So I'm going to go down here and get in the bubble with him. Well, they have to what if, what, what, be quarantined and tested that, before they can go in the bubble. Right, right. You can't I just that, walk in. I mean, I, <laughs> well, right. Yeah, right, 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 right. But I mean, like I said, like what if they, he gets all the way down there and they say, oh, guess what? You, you have a fever. You can't come in. Oh, okay. Like I, I just see more and more stuff happening to where it doesn't, I don't know. Uh, I just uh, see more stuff happening. If somebody gets really sick to where they're in a hospital, it could really halt things. Do they just cancel everything or do they put everything on hold? That I don't you know. You have to cancel it. I don't think you, you have, have to they're, cancel they're, it. I mean, well, we'll be holding on for the whole year. Here's That's what, what I'm need saying. To do. This, could to... turn into, this could turn into a, like being on the jury of a murder case. Like you didn't realize how long you were going to be in this. But next thing you know, you're on the O.J. Simpson murder trial and you're there for years like (laughs) what if like what if this gets pushed out and it just they're like we're gonna finish and they just it maybe it takes a year no we're gonna it depends what happens we're gonna have the 2020 champion in 2021 (laughs) and then you're gonna literally you're gonna have to either put it in reverse or, or do something but at that point, they just invite know, everybody else to the bubble, and they just hold. Just they just all just live there forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the NBA players right. live in Florida now. It's just this. What I don't understand is this: is they say, you know what? We've got all these plans in place. We got all these plans in place, and man, we're doing all this stuff, and it's going to be awesome. No, you're completely wrong because you didn't expect Milwaukee to shut down their facility because of it. You didn't expect this team to shut down their facility because of it well things are happening at a rapid pace and, and i understand they want things to happen but i mean they're shut- you're literally going to be searching your team i think they're shutting down the facilities as a precaution not because they're panicking it's a precaution situation where they don't want anything else ha- like they don't want it to spread they like let's just shut it down let's just get to orlando and we'll quarantine once we're in that bubble and quarantined it'll be easier well, that's what I'm trying to say. They're, they're 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 trying to like let's hurry up and speed up this process real quick. They're not taking it like I don't know. I think it's safe. They're not going with the flow. They're trying to the well. safe the safe thing to do was to tr- close the training camps and just wait till you get to Florida. I think right, especially in those big markets like L.A., Brooklyn, Miami. Man, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know. I I could just see one person getting sick. Okay. Really bad down there getting it, and then they shut the whole thing down and say, fuck it, we're not doing it. That's what I could see happening. If they get really sick, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of what we were talking about when we were talking about old Charles. Like, what nobody really knows yet what it, what it would take to close down the bubble. If old Charles sweeping the damn floor kicks the bucket because he got sick, does that even right. close it? Like, does is that enough to end it? Well, I don't know. I mean, they can always say, "Well, he didn't catch it here." His, right? His one of his twenty-two roommates gave it to him. Or they could just hide him, it, cover it up. They have a <laughs> whole. Uh, it, yeah, there's probably some kind of like Nazi yeah. lab in Disney that no one knows about. They just they can just what? everybody down there. They just put him in the 
bottom of that uh what's that ride called where you go down the, the teacup it, what's it splash called? mountain yeah they just put him at the bottom of splash mountain and forget about it you think he'd be the first body in florida that just went missing <laughs> no shit no. happens every day down there alligators i could just say a gator he's gonna look him. over Dude's gonna look over and be like, Charles Barkley, what are you doing down here? <laughs> Working on my golf swing. But here's the thing about it, though. Here's the thing about it, too. Some people who have COVID do not have any symptoms. Yeah. So you go on down there, you have the COVID, you're part of someone's entourage or family member or a girlfriend. And then you go get your, hey, we're gonna take your temperature. Cool, man, it's 98. You're good to go. You go on t- down there, you got the COVID. They have to oh. take a full-on test. They're not just doing temperatures. Yeah, they. And then I think it's, I don't. I think they're just limiting it to family members, like after the first round. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like a whole entourage or like anything like that. It's thirty people per team. I think is what I heard. So it's like family members. Right. What, what if they got no symptoms though at all? It well, they're gonna matter. test them. When you get tested, it, it's not a. You don't understand how it works. You don't have to have symptoms to come up positive for coronavirus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. When you get tested, symptoms are not. You're either positive or negative. Yeah, it's true. Which is why we know so much about the asymptomatic carriers. Yeah. Their plan is good. It's not a bad plan. But you do. you are right that it could get halted. It could get canceled. It could happen. Right. And that's, I mean, it, you have to think about that. You have to plan for the worst case scenario. You also have to be hopeful because this is a, there's a lot on the line and, and it's not even just about sports. I mean, it's about us trying to continue as a country, really a lot of it and, and how we adapt to these new situations. I mean, every business in America is trying to figure out how to adapt to this shit. It's not just the NBA. Everybody is. From Burger King to FedEx, you know? it's Everybody has to figure this shit out. Somebody's got to be the first one to try to do something. And the NBA is taking that role. They're jumping in. Yeah. You almost, I almost kind of applaud their effort. I hope nothing terrible goes wrong. But, like, hey, good for them for sticking their neck out and trying i guess right but i, I guess I, you know i'm i'm all remember just remember i'm i'm positive about this i want this to happen i i totally want it but look, this past week this past week i've had two run-ins with this shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know and it, it's more realer right now in my life than it was in march or in april or in may and so if it's more realer in my life it's more realer than everybody else's life you know what I'm saying? And what I don't want is they say, we're going to go ahead and try to make this thing happen. And all of a sudden it, it ruins the whole thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to happen. But that one person, all of a sudden they infect everybody else. Now guess what? Well, we got to stop. There's too many people who are infected with it. And now we don't, now we're back at square one. Like that's what I don't want to happen. But for some reason I could actually see that happen. You know, I mean, fuck, look, look at all these, like there's restaurants today just put out stuff talking here in Memphis talking about, well, guess what? Now we're going to go back to 25% capacity. Now we're just going back to to-go orders. We're just doing this. And that's, and I don't know if I'm going to get a call saying that our boss, that I'm going to have to work from home from now on, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. It's just scary. Again, my opinion. That's the reality of the yeah. situation. 
people aren't taking it seriously and it's spreading out of control. I mean, yeah. fucking people just aren't paying attention to the facts and there's so much misinformation and bullshit around it that things have gotten worse because people got sick of quarantine. People got sick of sitting around at home. They got, they got, they got ahead of themselves and, and you got young people that don't give a shit and they're passing it around unknowingly. It's a, it's a tough situation, man. It's not going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. We're number one in the USA. What number the, one. What the hell are we going to do? Um, I saw this this article that Hondra put out. It's interesting. I think we could talk about. Right. Um, this is the nine players that he'll be watching in Orlando. And the first player he mentions is Zion. <laughs> but we kind of talked about Zion. Yeah. The next one he mentions is Dante DiVincenzo. Huh, I'm a fan. You know, he's in his second year. Yeah. Milwaukee, obviously. Uh, NCAA champion, champion. Right yeah, there. yeah. He's good. He was good. And actually, and that's that's relevant to the Grizzlies. If we get to that game, he'll probably play quite a few minutes. Since presumably, Giannis won't even play in that game. True. So that'll be that'll be fun to see him go up against Jaw. Balling out. If Jaw plays. I bet Jaw plays, especially if um, not. If they're locked uh, in, he could sit. Yeah, <laughs> but they might. I still, I'm still convinced that the, the Grizzlies are going to play their guys because they want to get as many reps as they can. Since those yeah, guys I agree with that. are young. Yeah, that's a good point. That's going to be um, fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see how that how all these things play out. Yeah. Okay. And the next guy he brings up is Eric Gordon. Okay. Just basically asking, can he get back to his level from a year ago? You know, he kind of struggled this past year. Mm-hmm. He had injuries. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, Eric Gordon, I mean, whatever. I don't even know if I'm really going to w- want to watch the Rockets <laughs> until the playoffs. Next guy he talks about is KCP for the Lakers. Okay. Mm, Avery Bradley's out, so they're going to need, you know, somebody to contribute and hit shots and play defense. So I can I can see that. That's that's interesting. And then he also has um, a player option for next year for $8.5 million. Okay. So if he's good in Orlando, Hollander says maybe he opts out, tries to get a payday. Yeah, KCP, yeah. How long do you want to play under LeBron's shadow? Was he 27, I think? Yeah, he's prime. Yeah, 27. So Now's his chance to get a big contract. If he doesn't get it this year, he can get it next year. Though. He, I don't yeah, know. The Grizzlies will max him out, right? I don't know if you walk from $8 million. What are you gonna get? I don't know. Detroit probably resign him for thirty million a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who um, else? Next, next guy, Marvin Bagley the third. Okay. I mean, that's goes without saying. I mean, he didn't play much of the year, Mm-mm. so we'd like to see him look good. All of us. Yeah. Is Harry Giles on this list? Uh, he's got no. Giles is not. <sighs> Hollinger don't he know has, shit. All right. He's got Tatum and OG and Anobi together, which, okay. I mean, Tatum was killing it before the break. And then OG has quite a bit of upside. Mm-hmm. And the last one is can you guess who the last one is? John Morant. We've already seen Ja. We know Ja. Oh, okay. Who's who don't Hall- we know? Justice Winslow. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. So that is an interesting list. And I think Very. for. You and our listeners, some players to keep an eye on. And Hollander's much more organized than us, so I thought it would be something easy to talk about. Yeah, no, I like that. It's a good list. 
Yeah, I see where he's coming from. A bunch of players that haven't had playing time this year that are going to come in and play. I like that. Yeah. Who else? Who did he miss? Did he miss anyone? I'm sure he did. I mean, he didn't talk about anybody on the Kings or the Nets. Like DeAndre Fox? De'Aaron Fox. I like him. De'Aaron Fox, yeah, I like him. He played all year. He did, yeah. I just want to see what he's got. He's just young, but he just looks good. I got to he see the, him live. He had that ankle ankle sprain at the beginning of the year. Basically, that list was a bunch of players that didn't get a lot of playing time over the season that will now mm-hmm. get to play. You think Jonathan Isaac will play? I don't think. I, I don't think he is. Uh, it's been a big question mark. I think. Let me look it up. See if there's anything new. You did pick him up in our fantasy league before they canceled <laughs> the fantasy season. <laughs> yeah, he was going to put me over the top. Yeah, I had him and Kyrie. Whatever you want, anyway. Yeah, hey, yeah, speaking of Kyrie, he is probably going to be my top pick next year in fantasy basketball. I hope that guy guy falls off the edge of the flat earth. I know, but statistically, this could be a huge year for him. I had him in fantasy basketball. This year was... I didn't want to get... I know, I know, but I just didn't want to get rid of him when I should have. Now, granted, the whole season sucked, but I was like, oh, he'll come back. He came back for like a game, and then he sucked again. Like, ugh. The latest information I can see on Jonathan Isaac is from June 30th. It says that he's working every day. They said it's too early to make an intelligent decision on whether or not he'll play. Highly unlikely was the last thing said. But it's definitely encouraging that they are working, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't look doesn't look like likely for Isaac, but maybe they're gearing towards the next season, which starts like it's they want to start it in December, which I don't think is realistic at all. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna hold him out. But let's see who else. Probably somebody we're missing. We'll think of it later and be like, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, did you see the? That kind of changed gears a little bit here. Did you see the NBA is trying to sign off on a second bubble? So instead of going backwards, like a lot of people are anticipating the NBA does and stopping play, the NBA appears to be trying to make more shit happen. So they're trying to create a second bubble for teams that were not invited to play in Orlando. So they can have little training camps and maybe have a small little tournament between each other, the eight teams that weren't invited to Orlando. And they want to do that in Chicago. I don't know if I mentioned that. I did hear about that. Um, yeah. That seems like a lot of work for the NBA to take on, but I see why they'd want to do it. I mean, I, I'd like to see how this – I'd like to see them get this bubble started first and see how that goes. I don't I had, want them to get yeah. too much on their plate. It hasn't been agreed on by the Players Association yet, but uh, there's – teams there are teams like i think chicago might be like the main one that see this as a disadvantage to their squad that they don't get to go to orlando because they don't get to practice or keep playing at all so how are they going to be they'll be starting next season at a total disadvantage is what they're looking at so yeah if this one in orlando goes decent i think they should let uh, those eight teams that want to go to a second bubble. And let the B-list uh, media members go cover that. Yeah. 
I'll go to Chicago. I can. <laughs> I'm right there like, with you, man. I think we're on the D list, but maybe. Yeah. I don't even think we're on the list yet. We're not on the list. We're not on the list. Like, you're not getting media credentials. Get out of here. There's no way. House of what? How's it not going to work here anymore? <laughs> and who is. And who runs uh, House of Hoops? Who pays you? Oh. <laughs> Did you ever watch that movie Grind? Grind? No. It was a skateboard movie. It was about these like four skateboarders and they're trying to get into like an X game kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I do. Gets... <laughs> you remember that? I remember, I remember seeing the poster for the movie now, but I never watched it. <laughs> it they, they go up to the girl at the check-in thing and they're like, yeah, man, we're here. We're, uh, we're here to play. We're super duper skate club. And she was like, oh, that's cute. Who was your sponsor? <laughs> Yeah, we're a super duper, and she was like, "Yeah, no, you're not on the list. <laughs> that's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be us." We need a uh, we need somebody to back us before we can get any kind I'll, of credentials, probably. <laughs> how so? How so? Who? How so? What? Yeah, that sounds like. Do y'all work for the buffet? <laughs> are y'all here? Are y'all the halftime entertainment? Are y'all the hula hoopers? Yeah, yeah, we uh we kick we 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 kick the shit out of our heads on the tricycle. Yeah, that's us. That's what we do. <laughs> Whatever, we're just. I'm just here to have fun and talk hoops. <laughs> to me, it's fun to Shit. speculate on things and just have a conversation. You know, I think there's other people like us out there that are kind of sick of the fucking mainstream media and the way certain stories. There's agendas. We don't have an agenda. I think there's yeah, other we do. people. Kanye 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's other people out there that are like us that just want to listen to a conversation about hoops and 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 with our show they have an opportunity to chime in. And a little bit later here, we're gonna go over some voicemails that we received. I've seen too many podcasts that are just I don't know. I don't, I think there's room for more, a different angle, one that's not just stats. One that's not, I don't know, it's not uh, scripted so much. And uh, there's no, like, hidden agenda. I'm not just yelling at you all the time <laughs> about whatever topic. I don't know. I think there's room for something different. So we're just, we'll just try it out, whatever. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. I don't really care. <laughs> this is a disclaimer by the way <laughs> yeah i just kind of got me thinking that's all anyway what what were you talking about the second bubble the double bubble i think they should do it why not i think it's fair i think it's only fair and if double mint gum is not the sponsor for that double bubble then they're doing it fucking wrong nobody nobody knows about double bubble <laughs> double bubble.com <laughs> yeah Double bubble. You mean to tell me they're putting two bubbles over Orlando? <laughs> Doobly boobly. <laughs> That's what they should do. Put a second bubble over Orlando. You know, but speaking of that, like, you know, where, where we, all the staff lives, huh? Well, I was reading something on that and it was basically talking about like the mental, mental health of these guys while they're in the bubble and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it, it was just kind of saying that, how are these people going to do something like here's an article right now about it. And it was like holiday, you know, drew holidays, his wife, former U S national team is pregnant with a couple second child. And he may have to, he may have to leave. Uh, what's his name? The Gordon kid out in the 
Celtics. He said he's leaving for the birth of his kind of John Morant, Memphis rookie, expects to miss his daughter's first birthday next month because of it. Right. Gordon Haywood said he's going to leave because of his fourth child's going to be born. It says then players like Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard wonder how intense the NBA restrictions on player movement will be. So it's kind of saying we're here, we're kind of stuck here, but it's like a vacation, but it's not. So are these players going to treat it like summer camp where they can hang out with each other and other players? Are there is their attitude going to be more loosey goosey rather than this this go get them type of you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they have three scrimmage games before they even get into the eight games, and those will probably be a lot of nonsense. Uh, I think once the games start, it gets serious. I think guys will be taking it serious. With Gordon Hayward, what you're talking about is him leaving. Uh, Mike Conley also has a uh, child on the way, so he'll probably right. be leaving at some point as well. And they ha- those guys will come back. They're leaving for a week or two, and then they'll come back. If they don't get the coronavirus. Uh, well, there's there's policies in place for if they do contract it or if they don't. Uh, right. If they do not, there's a four-day quarantine. Uh, you have to get approval to leave. Four-day quarantine, and then they have to test negative. Without approval, there's a 10-day quarantine. So right. So if you just take off, like you're like, I got to get the hell out of here. You have to sit for 10 days and then come up negative. Guys will be leaving right. and coming. I think guys will, like, some guys will leave with or without permission. And those are the guys you'll see that are taking it seriously or not. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it, it's, it's, I don't think they should go if they get there. I don't think they should leave. And I think if they leave, they stay away. I understand they got precautions. I understand they've got things going on. I, I get that. And, but, you know, let's say your team is in the playoffs. You're, you're two games away from, from going into the next round. Oh, my child's born, about to born. I got to go. So you leave. You try to come back the next day. Well, hold on a second. Or whatever. Next thing you know, you may not be able to play the rest of the playoffs with your team. It's true. You know, depending depending on now, now Mike Conley's the point guard, veteran guy, been in playoff situations. Well, now you got to go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so I think that's going to mess up a lot of stuff. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying don't go to your birth to your child, dude. That's what I'm talking to. Go to your birth to your child. I'm talking about dudes like, uh, fucking, I'm just going to go over. I'm going to go over to Miami for a weekend to go hang out. I'm going to go over back here to go hang out and leaving just to leave and then come back. And then you can maybe potentially jeopardize what your team. Well, that's why yeah. they're quarantining them. When they get back. Right, right. You can't just but leave like, for a day and then come back and play the next day. That's not how it works. Right, but right, but let's say like let's say your team I, I don't know how it would it would happen, but let's say you're in like the semifinals, right? And then and if you're two games away from whatever and like you, you leave for whatever reason, you end up leaving that bubble, you mm-hmm. come back ten games, well guess what? You don't get to play the other series. Yeah, and all your teammates kick your fucking ass. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Laddie, so like, those are consequences. I mean, shit, like that may happen, but you can't control that. Yeah. And you don't shut the whole thing down because of that. You just roll with the punches, man. I mean, if, if J.R. Smith wants to disappear and then get quarantined and come back, his coach ain't going to fucking play him. Like, dude, they might, he might get waived for some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, true. You're not going to see LeBron James taking off. You're not going to see Anthony mm-hmm. Davis zipping out and then sitting on a quarantine. I mean, unless, right. oh shit, I mean, if they sweep a series and they have like 10 days off, 
because the other series goes to 10 or 7, maybe they could take off. Do you, <laughs> like all of the Lakers teams go on like a vacation somewhere? <laughs> Dude, how and they don't get back in time, so the Grizzlies have to play like the B squad. <laughs> don't make it. Right. And guys, you got to quarantine for 10 days. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't see. Uh, I don't think the players that are serious about this shit that are accountable legitimate players in the league i don't think any of them are going to make any missteps i think all these guys are these guys know that they're this is a mission i mean and then they they've also given them an easy like you can just opt out for health reasons or for whatever reason with no consequence yeah like victor yeah. oladipo he opted so out like yeah so if like a, somebody's not feeling like they can handle it then they could just go ahead and not even go Mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo, who's arguably one of the best players on the Pacers, he's not going due to the risk of re-injuring his quadriceps tendon, which he missed all the season for. Yeah. So hey, he's probably fine, maybe. He could be, but maybe he hasn't worked out in two months and he doesn't want to go down there and, and get really pushed right away and re-injure himself. So nobody's forcing anybody to do shit nobody right, said right. nobody said anybody had to go everybody that's going to orlando is there because they want to be there and you know what and, and and no offense to nothing but if that keeps happening it's going to be a watered down playoff and it's not going to be as interesting as it could and look and i get it and i i, I 100 get it i totally get it but all right wait so wait till know? wait till you watch a game you know? Right, right. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Like, I'm, I'm very optimistic. Trust me, I'm very, very optimistic. But it just seems every day something else is happening. Another all-star yeah. is not playing or or whatever. So it's like, okay, cool. We're going to be having the kids who played in the fucking hustle out here playing because whatever. And, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But it just seems we're going to want water down players. And Hey, that shit can and, happen. And, you know, Get used to it. Like, this is uncharted territory, man. You know? Yeah, it's true. Stuff is gonna happen, but it'll be okay. Like it's still gonna be basketball at the end of the day. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I I, I do want to see basketball. That's yeah. that's the bottom line. I just want to see the damn stuff. I'm watching it right now. I think the I'm watching NBA TV. I've been watching the Grizzlies last night. Um, right now it's Portland and somebody on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to the voicemails here in just a minute. I watched a really good documentary. Uh, yesterday or the day before? Yeah, yesterday. I watched it. I took a little break from work and started watching this documentary, and then I finished it when I got home from work last night. It was called Junior. It's the Ken Griffey Jr. documentary. Laddie, okay. you'd probably really like this. Though, I don't know. You don't, you, you still haven't finished Duck Cut Gems. I finished it. You did? <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. It's all right. It's a good movie. Yes. Yeah, it was... It was uh, it was good. I mean, it was a little intense. Yeah. Did you like Kevin Garnett? Yeah. It was it was KG. He was ready to he was he was wild man. TA all day. I know it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I love that. <laughs> I was watching that with my girlfriend and she's like, She say he said TA. I'm like, Yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Man. Uh what movie are you gonna watch next month? Next month. All month. <laughs> um <laughs> We did watch Ford versus Ferrari. That's a great movie. It was, it was good. Is that re- it was really good. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I heard good things about it. This junior uh, movie. This junior. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. You you go ahead about Ken KG Junior. No, Ken Griffey Junior. What a great story. They really um, made it dramatic. It was uh, made by the MLB Network. I don't know where you can watch it aside from their channel. I streamed it from the internet. It's it's really good, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'd forgotten about a lot of those things that happened as far as him playing with his dad and then... And then going to Cincinnati and playing as with his dad as his, as a coach on the team. Like I, I'd forgotten, yep. I'd forgotten about all that stuff. So really great where did story. He go to co- where did he go to college? Did he go to college? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. In those days, I'm sure he did. I don't think Man, he did because he was he no because when he was 18, he got drafted. He played. He was in the yeah, majors by the right. time he was 20. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I I remember when yeah. he. Like, I, Go ahead. No, I say he didn't on his baseball reference page. There's no mention of college, just high school. I loved King Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Man, I loved him. When I remember when he came out, um, maybe his second year into the league, they realized he was the truth, truth, and that's when they changed the uniform. They changed the design uh-huh. to where it had like yeah. the, the the baseball with like the nautical sign uh, around it. Dude, not only did they change the uniform, they built a whole arena. They went from having they went from having no fans to selling out every game. That one guy boosted that team to a level where they could build a whole new arena. Like that was the house that Griffey built. Right. Oh, such a good documentary, dude. I remember my buddy Ryan. He he got that hat for uh, I don't know if it was Christmas maybe or something, but I was like, damn, that's a good looking hat. And and then that's when I knew. I mean, like, we were younger, way younger, but I remember they changed all of it because of that dude. And then we watched every game, even, you know, because the Astros were in the National League at the time. Yeah. So we were watching our Astros, but we were watching them as well and watching this dude with the perfect swing, man. It was just, and we all played baseball at the time. Dude. So we really looked up to him, you know? He probably would have beaten that, was it Roger Maris record, 61 homers in one season? He had 40 in August that year that the, MLB went on strike. Right. He was right. on he was on pace to beat the record that year. He would have been the first one. God. And then four years later, McGuire and Sosa all juiced up, shattered his shattered that record. But Griffey was in the he was in the running that year too. When uh McGuire yeah. when McGuire and Sosa were chasing sixty. Uh Griffey was like the one guy that Nobody ever speculated was taking steroids. He never cheated. He never did anything. He was like the perfect model MLB player. He's in the Hall of yeah. Fame. None of those other guys are in the Hall of Fame. Griffey is. It's pretty wild, man. It's a great story. Terrific yeah, story. If it, just imagine if he didn't get hurt. You know? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You, and you could say that kind of the same thing with Bo Jackson. You know, What if he just didn't get hurt? Like, mm-hmm. where, How would it be, you know? Yeah. And it, it, I don't know, like it's kind of things like you see people like Kobe and kind of like uh, Jordan and um, I don't I don't like Joe Montana. You see these guys who are the best at their career and they won championships and they went out like I don't want to say on top, but they, they went out as, as icons of their sport. You know, it's so crazy. He's one of them and he didn't win a championship, kind of like Carl Malone, kind of like Stockton, you know. 
Absolutely. It was uh, it's just a really good documentary. You're totally right. The injuries you start getting, dude, once you get into like the mid 30s, <sighs> the body just can't do what your brain thinks it can anymore, you know? Tell me about it. And back I go to the gym. Back, <laughs> back then, I mean, guys, maybe they weren't taking care of their bodies like like players do now where you got Vince Carter playing into his 40s. Also, I, I think also I think modern medicine too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, techniques, better stretching, all kinds of things. It's it's kind of like golf. They said, would the golfers back then be as good as they are now? Or excuse me, the golfers now be as good back then if they used the same equipment, if they had the same, you know, training regiments and things like that. Right. Yeah, probably. They'd probably be just as good because the courses were different then, too. They were shorter courses. Yeah. They've had to extend them over the years because guys are just hitting them further and further. Um, Fucking John Daly, man. Daly and Tiger was a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, they've made the courses more difficult in so many ways over the years just to keep the difficulty level up. So guys aren't, I mean, remember here in Memphis at the St. Jude Classic, guys used to shoot like, was it like 20 under and shit for the weekend? Yeah. You remember that? What, with like Tiger and Phil? Um, Not Tiger, but Phil and some other guys. The They had to make the course harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it longer and they made it more tough over the years. I guess they'll still be having that tournament here in memphis yeah, I I mean, so. they haven't canceled it so no they're they're playing golf tournaments there was one this weekend yeah that's true in detroit bryce shampoo yeah, yeah. He, he won it that guy just murdering the ball every time he hits man he's gained some weight check this out one of my regulars at a restaurant that i worked at they live basically on the 18th hole of of uh, Southwind, right? They have the FedEx St. Jude Golf Tournament. A few years ago, when Bryce was an amateur, he stayed at their house. No joke. And then, so this guy was like, man, we got this dude, Bryce Chambeau. He is an amateur, but he's going to be the next big thing. And they were like, really? Like, yeah, he can hit it for country mile. The guy is good. Just wait and watch. And it ended up being basically like two, two and a half years later. The, guy, the guy's good. He gained a lot of weight. He can hit the ball better. But it, it's it's crazy how people can actually see that from miles away, you know, like just like the talent. Yeah, he transformed his body in a major way. He had a ton of uh, muscle weight. Yeah. He's so weird. He's that guy that all of his clubs are the same length. Really? Yeah, every single club in his bag is the same length, and he just holds it straight out. It's some kind of like a process where every swing is the same. He's like a he's like trying to be a robot. It's so weird. <laughs> a lot of people don't like him, but hey, he won. Whatever. I don't know enough about golf to really speak on it too much. I just like watching it. Should we yeah. get should we get into these voicemails? I don't really what do, what else do we have? Yeah. Sure. All right, let's go ahead and get into these voicemails and uh see what we got. All right, this is the first one. Hi, um I saw this number on the back of a stall. 
In Owensboro, Kentucky? Who is this? All right. That sounded like a prank call. <laughs> Not sure what that was all about. Let's go to the next one. Hey, yeah, I ordered a Supreme Pizza about uh, three hours ago. I'm just uh, calling to see where it is. Uh, you know, y'all said y'all was going to be down here about two hours ago, and I'm, you know, just sitting here fucking going through my fridge, eating everything out of it. Uh, you know, I'm starving. I ain't got nothing to eat. Uh, you know, I'm putting mayonnaise on Twinkies and kind of going through my ramen stash my catalog of uh campbell's soup i got nothing to fucking eat all right i don't think there's a uh, much there sounded like another prank call let's go on to the next one uh hey uh uh how's a hoops podcast i got your uh uh business cards i guess shipped to the wrong address well, let's go to the next one. <laughs> All right, let's try the next one. <laughs> well, all right, let's try the next one. <laughs> I really like sports, and I have a question for you. What do you think they're going to do for the 2020 NBA draft? Okay, I'm going to make a note of that one. 2020 draft, what? I got one more. I'm just going through them all right now, and then we'll come back and talk talk about them. Hey, I hope this is not a fake news organization, and I I don't think it is. That's why I'm trusting you with uh, what I want to say about the NBA. I I've been thinking that it is um, irresponsible to play sports in this uh, era that we're in. But I've changed my mind recently, watching the 4th of July and uh, the president launching fireworks at Mount Rushmore that uh, has been um, closed down for many years because of environmental concerns and out of respect of the Native Americans. And uh, so this isn't about sports. This is about our culture and our country. And, um, I mean, because it's just, this is an NBA that we're talking about. This is like a social movement from, that's been going on for a long time. And I, I think one of the, um, problems we're going to be facing is, uh, the silent majority. Many people are, don't know how to feel about what's going on. And this coronavirus thing has been, called a hoax and uh people are getting called out and then you have you see all the time news of so and so is not gonna play, so and so um this guy staying home. I've seen uh Gordon Hayward from the Celtics. He's gonna have to stay home for his uh wife's fourth baby. And you're like, Good Lord, he's already got three. Can he just play NBA for a fucking couple weeks? <laughs> well you have to put that out. But uh, it's all part of the same package here. We're trying to make a statement. And we're trying to 
come together. We're all one people. And we have a time right now. We can make this world better. And um, sports is really what brings a lot of people together. And people look up to everybody. And um, we're going to see people playing like crazy. And you're going to see some guy holding up a trophy and crying. And he's going to be weeping. He's going to say, this is for you, Uncle Leo in Chicago or whoever. And you're going to see, like, a Kevin Garnett going ranting. when he's like, anything is possible. Well, you're going to have, like, I don't know, uh, whoever it is, Anthony Davis breaking down in the middle of the court. And you're out of time. Uh, apparently, <laughs> our voicemails only go for three minutes. These were all anonymous. Nobody introduced themselves. Does he want us using his name? Yeah, I don't think so. He doesn't care. I wish we could have heard uh, the last of that last one. It sounded like, I guess that was Webb, our buddy. It sounded like he ran out of time there. Um, most of those were prank calls. Um, <laughs> yeah, one they definitely of, were. One of them was a guy that found uh, our business cards on his doorstep. So the first one that sounded real, it was a child. I'm not sure why a child's listening to our show at all, but that's what it was. He asked about the 2020 draft. What is the NBA going to do about the draft, I guess? A good question, though. Not a bad question at all. That's not going to happen till October. So that'll be after the finals are done. So the draft lottery is in August. That'll be around this time of the, uh, between the first and second rounds of the playoffs will be the lottery. And then the draft will happen after all the games are done, obviously. What'll be interesting with the draft to me, and you guys feel free to elaborate on what you care about that, is that a lot of players aren't getting seen. They're not playing. So this could be a wide-open draft where guys drop that maybe other teams hold higher than others. It's going to be interesting, in my opinion. I think there's going to be a lot of steals later in the draft. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Boston will probably, probably whatever pick probably. they get from the Grizzlies draft, the rookie of the year and future MVP of the league. <laughs> No, but you know this is with the draft is an inexact science. I mean, clearly. Yeah. So when you have new variables thrown into it, like what what's going on this year, then you're going to have, like you alluded to, interesting outcomes, guys that people didn't expect becoming really good draft steals. So I, you know, I think with when the when the normal is taken away, then we're going to see some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you already see, like, people already miss on draft picks all the time, and guys slip. Players become more than what they were anticipated becoming. But this year with no NCAA tournament, I mean, it's just really, I mean, it is wide open, it seems like to me. Uh, There's so many unknowns. It's a tough job right now for any NBA executive to try to compile a uh, top 100 players i would say like the like the 20th guy and the 30th guy like how do you even decipher the differences without being able to see any of them play really it's gonna be tough man 
It's going to be really tough for any you NBA know, executive. What? Well, that's the one thing about John ja Morant. Nobody really knew who he was. Nobody watched him play in college. Then all of a sudden he gets in the tournament and everyone's like, wait, wait, who's this dude? Right. You put a kid like that on a national stage and then everybody is like, yeah. he's the best player in college that no one knew. <laughs> the G League and, might be full of a bunch of really good players next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a whole different ball game now, man. I mean, I think I think you nailed it. Twenty to thirty doesn't make a difference, but I kind of think shit ten to twenty doesn't make a difference at this point because you really don't know who you got out there. It's gonna be hard to tell, man. You don't know like you don't know exactly what you're looking at. Really, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, but everything Thanks, else. Thanks, Kevin, has, the fourth grader. Yeah, I hope he's not listening to our show. So very graphic <laughs> nature. Uh, his parents probably need to be. Uh, Watching what he's listening to, uh, maybe he'll be able to just listen. Maybe he'll be able to just listen to this one part, <laughs> since we kept it clean. <laughs> so anyway, the draft uh, is scheduled for October fifteenth, maybe the sixteenth. All of these dates are pending. The NBA plans on continuing business as usual. You know, granted, everything in Orlando goes semi smoothly as they anticipate. Right. Nobody really knows right now, you know? And nobody knows anything. We're just, everybody's just kind of figuring it out as we go. So we had some prank calls and a child. And then uh, obviously that was Webb that called in. He got cut off. I didn't even know that there was a limit. So it's three minutes. You, could, you only get three minutes, which I, is, I'm fine with. It was, he, made, he made some interesting points. Well, we know he's not voting for Kanye. He doesn't. People don't know what's going on. And uh, the NBA news is so up and down about what's going on. Like, some people are playing, some people aren't. It's, you know, you can't lump everybody into one category by any means. Sports, I liked what he said about sports bringing people together. So that was nice. I, that's, I believe that to be true. Sports do bring people yeah. together. They can bring whole cities together, man. Whole areas of the country together. Who is... Uh, I don't know who Uncle Leo is. Is that Uncle Leo from Seinfeld? Uh, I mean, that's who I think. When I hear Uncle Leo, that's what I think. <laughs> I don't know if Webb's a big Seinfeld guy. He just come up with that? From I doubt Hill? it. <laughs> but who knows? He, he, it's possible. <laughs> Thoughts on the voicemails? We appreciate the voicemails. Agreed. Yeah, it's fun. You should retire the number. No, I'm just kidding. No way. No, I mean, yeah, no, no, it, it, that, that's good stuff. Even the crank calls are good. <laughs> you know, any anytime someone anytime someone stops something out of their day to call, that means you're doing something, you know, right or or wrong, you know. I guess. But what's appreciative? I mean, they have to stop what they're doing, you know. Hey, I look at it as an opportunity for anybody to get a voice. To go out to tens of people can hear this. Tens of people will be listening. Uh, look, no, in real, like in being serious, like everybody has a voice, and on this platform, you can say whatever you want. So I encourage it. I didn't really hear any questions from uh, our buddy Webb there. Yeah, I, I need like to listen to that four more times and then try and see what I can get out of it. <laughs> yeah. He talked about um, 
Fireworks at Mount Rushmore. Something about Gordon Hayward. He's like, yeah, I think he should not be. Well, he's a Celtics fan, so he is. He wants Gordon Hayward to play basketball, not to be at his child's birth. Right. He thinks. Yeah, he doesn't want. Yeah. That's a typical Boston fan for you. To make it, he doesn't want him to have any more kids. To make it clear to uh, Webb or anybody that's in Boston, Gordon Hayward is going to Orlando. How long he will be able to stay before he has to leave is a different question. Uh, I believe his baby's due in like September or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, it, it, yeah. yeah, I think it said September or something, something or other. Something like that. Yeah. But there's going to be things that come up with a lot of guys that we're going to have to leave. It's not just going to be Gordon Hayward. Let's see what else. Yeah, it's going to be the going to be the coronavirus when everybody gets it in the bubble. <laughs> well, they actually don't leave the bubble if they come up positive. They there's a quarantine hotel that they go to where they wait it out. It's down the end the lonely street. It's quarantine hotel, my baby. <laughs> nice. Little Elvis for that ass. Yeah, we love Elvis parodies. Uh, <laughs> <Nice. let's see. laughs> Webb noted that we are all people, are are all one one people. Uh, I like I like what he's trying to say. He's trying to come together, and he just wants things people to come together. It sounds like, and just enjoy what we. Yeah, he get. was saying he want he wants to see sports basically and how much fun it can be that's right yeah. tell them to work on that tell them to work on that vaccine and we'll have them in no time uh-huh yeah four years from now <laughs> four years from now <laughs> that's a realistic hey what happened to that vaccine you're supposed to do ah, i'm gonna hold it off for today I, I got laundry oh okay my bad dude realistically it takes like four to five years to come up with the vaccine yeah but they already had a head start on on this one working on the, the the first coronavirus, the SARS. Yeah. And, um, so and, and there was a head start on the vaccine on that. And it's super prioritized. Yeah. You're right. Well, but you can't, I mean, you can't not to get too deep, but like there yeah. is actual science and scientific method to vaccine, making a vaccine. So you can't rush that, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they, they can bend the ethics a little bit on, on a vaccine in a situation like this, and they already had a head start with SARS CoV one. So it's it's we're we're on the upswing. We are. It just you know it just uh, sucks more and more and more. You know. I mean I don't know. It just yeah, it sucks ass. I want to do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I don't see a light yeah. at the end of. The, I don't see any lights in any tunnels. But I think they're there. It's going to be a while. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I want to. You know, I don't want. I my nonstop flight from Minneapolis to Memphis is gone. Not that I'd get on it, but it's it's no longer. So that sucks. Well, they got a nonstop from Memphis to Vegas for like 90 bucks. I mean, that's pretty good. I'll see you there next week. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they have rooms for like 80 bucks, $90 hotel, $90 flights. Like, I mean, Vegas is trying to get back, you know? I've been saving up for a month now, saving up for uh, a vacation as soon as uh, things are clear for travel. Yeah. I've got, a, I've got, I've got some gambling money. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go to Vegas and just spend a week there and just chill the fuck out. You know, me and me and my girlfriend were, were kind of thinking about that. We were looking at stuff and like, you know, we're we we've we've done a pretty good job of like, you know, like self-quarantining and things like that. And I mean, like, you know, I bring hand sanitizer and masks with me everywhere I go. And it's just common sense kind of stuff. And like uh 
you know, we were kind of thinking about maybe there's a way we could do it. Now, granted, she kind of works in the medical field. So it's like, uh, maybe we get a better mask than the average Joe, you know? But, but I'll tell you this real quick. You know, they're talking here in Memphis. They're talking about maybe starting up the uh, football FC, the, the soccer team that we have here. Mm-hmm. And um, they're saying they're talking about starting that up soon, like in August. And um, what they're thinking about doing is maybe having like a 25% capacity of people being there mm-hmm. and or and or like spacing seats out that are available. Like, so for example, if you go by yourself, you're going to be in a group of two, regardless, there's going to be an extra one right there with you. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They may set them apart to where like, there's, there's room for three people, four people, but the way that they kind of do it is, uh, I think that's really cool. Actually. Adam Silver talked about that. that. Talked about, uh, letting fans in next year. If it's only like 5,000 fans or if it's only whatever, 8,000, he said, I think, the numbers five and eight thousand. He's like, yeah. He talked about it already. About at what point nobody's forcing anybody to go there, but at what right. point do we let open up these arenas for fans and try to do social distancing? I mean, you don't touch your face or your mouth, or I don't know how you eat or drink while you're at these events, but you you, you can. I mean, I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can sell concessions, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like when I go to the gym, the water fountains aren't on, you know, I don't even think that you can buy water out of the vending machine. You might be able to, but uh, I haven't haven't tried, but Hmm. well, I think that's it. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. I want to thank you guys for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. It was awesome. Thanks for spending. Yeah, for sure. Spending your time with me again. Another week. I want to thank anybody for listening. Appreciate you. Keep those voicemails coming. I thought we were going to have more fun with it. It turns out they were all prank calls. So We had one real one. Yeah, we had two real ones. Two real ones. Yeah, the draft one. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. The little guy. If his parents are listening, just let them listen to that one part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. I guess uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. So... Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you now. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. But my love by the gasworks wall Dream the dream by the old canal I kiss my girl by the factory wall Dirty old town Dirty old town are drifting across the moon Cats are prowling on their beams Springs a girl from the streets at night 
dirty old town Dirty old town Dirty old town Dirty old town 